Oh, let's go. Ooh, that's loud. Sorry. Let's go. There's That's better. I'm feeling better today. The allergy monster still has me. But got a good night's sleep last night. Took my allergy meds. Might have tried to overdose on Claritin. Not here to judge. But let's go. This is... I, I hope this becomes a Friday tradition before OU home basketball games. I really do, men's and women's. And I know that we're kind of jumping on late in the season, and I know that we've got softball coming up, which is going to you know, have me traveling essentially all over the country over the next you know, month and a half. But there is – Toby talks about this a lot. There's something about being at an arena like when there's no one here. And honestly, it's a very pressure-free remote because you're not you're not worried like, "Oh jeez, I really hope some people come by today." Oh man, I hope I hope somebody swings by and at least makes it look like that y'all are are engaged in this y'all very radio program and station. But Literally, as we say good morning to Josh Helmer in the Buffalo Wild Wing studio, literally, Josh, we get a chance to sit here, tell you about all the great deals that uh, the, the marketing department and, and, and Tyler and Caitlin and Leah and everyone that's been involved in trying to create this incredible atmosphere here at the LNC. We get to talk about it. We get to promote it. But yet there's this, there's this nice calm of seeing the, the court kind of dimly lit taking in the banners. I walk around the concourse, try to get a few steps in before the show, look at all the uh, the, the celebration of the women's gym championships and the, the final four trips for both the men's and, and women's basketball team. Yeah. It's a moment, to be honest with you, for all the dumping that takes place on the Lloyd Noble Center, it's a moment where you walk around it and you go, all right. There's some nostalgia here. There's some history. This is pretty cool. And you also look at it and you look around and you think, man, if we can fill this place up, this place is a home court advantage. But that's where we are. We are at the LNC for a Friday to uh, talk up a big weekend ahead. Big 12 SEC showdown. You know, the women are on the road. Uh, In fact, I don't – they may have already – I don't think they're jetting until this afternoon, but – uh, Ginny Baranchek's crew is off to Ames for a huge game with first place on the line in the Big 12 this weekend. And obviously, you know, Josh, we're going to talk to Porter Moser coming up in exactly 30 minutes from now. We're going to get a lot of questions answered here tomorrow afternoon, I think, as it pertains to this this OU Hoops team, this men's basketball team. There's no question that we will. Good morning, by the way. What's my up, friend. buddy? How are you? Good? Are you good? Doing great. Doing great. Good. Happy Friday to you. You are at a, a fun location this morning. Yeah, it's a huge game for Oklahoma's fortunes. If they can find a way, just find a way into the win column. Don't matter how, just get there tomorrow. All of a sudden, an NCAA tournament bid. You're looking up in, in that regard. You've got then Oklahoma State and West Virginia behind it, which are uh, winnable games for this team. So, man, it, the, the fortunes, the future of Oklahoma basketball the rest of this season – it can alter in a positive direction tomorrow. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I agree 100%. So, good morning. Welcome in. We got a busy show. 
Um, we've got Porter at 9.30. Uh, I just put the tweet out. I don't know if it posted yet. Sometimes my phone does act a little bit funky in here. But we've got Porter at 9.30, so thank you, Toby. Toby helped really make that a reality because T-Row talks to Porter every single Friday, and he was kind enough to say, you know what? Jump on Plank and Josh. So thank you, Toby. That's really cool. Um, Audra Cohen is slated to join us at 1045. Now, Audra's making the rounds today, and Toby said, I must hear the end of the Audra Cohen interview. Now, I'm not going to lie. We were in a jam session on the drive this morning with the daughters, so we didn't get a chance to listen to T-Row and TJ, though the bumper music is always fire. Uh, And I just saw this text that said, smack talking in women's tennis, love it. So I I don't know what I missed, Josh, but I think... I think we're in for a fun ride come Audra Cohen's appearance on the show a little bit later on in the program. And for the first time in 2023, uh, we get to say hello to one of my faves, Mark Williams. Noted golfer, incredible person, one of the kindest gentlemen you'll ever meet, uh, ref listener. And I would add to that, I hear he's pretty good at coaching men's gymnastics. So we're going to be selling some tickets today. Uh, we'll see if we'll have something to give away as this show goes on. Uh, it'll be a fun three hours. So before before Porter Moser joins us, Josh, let's spend a, a little bit of time on a breaking news tidbit that I'm intrigued by in college football and looking ahead to the NFC and AFC championship games. Are you aware of the breaking news out of Miami, Florida this morning? Let's talk about some breaking news out of Miami, Florida. The Hurricanes have announced they've fired Josh Gaddis. Now, um, for those not familiar, Josh Gaddis was the it guy when it comes to offensive coordinators a couple of seasons ago. So much so that he was the it guy that – at a time whenever whenever Michigan was kind of struggling a little bit, they turned to Josh Gaddis to turn their their offense around and it it worked. And then in a bit of a shocking move last year, Josh Gaddis up and took the offensive coordinator's job at Miami. So it was, I don't want to say a shocking move, but uh, it was was at the time viewed as a very good get by Miami to go get Josh Gaddis. Now, he's out. He won the Broyles Award, Josh. Josh Gaddis won the freaking Broyles Award, and now he's looking for a job. So... What's going on in Miami, right? And, and, and the timing of this is just, it's odd, right? If you, thought, if you thought the timing of the Derek Mason announcement was odd, we saw a couple of other coaches that, that followed suit in that, right? It was off. This, I mean, we're talking after the portal has closed. We're talking 
I mean, there is a lot that is done. And, you know, to make this move on January 27th, I mean, it seems odd, right? You don't, unless there's something going on, it seems really odd that this move would be made now. That they would have waited. I mean, it seems obvious why they'd make the move. Sure. Miami was 86th nationally in total they were offense. Bad. That dropped uh, from what had been a top 20 offense in 2021. They uh, you know, couldn't settle on a quarterback after Van Dyke got hurt. They couldn't figure that part out. They, the season obviously was terrible. They finished 5-7. and seven, And it kind of feels like probably the writing was already on the wall because let's see here. Their passing game coordinator, Frank Ponce, left uh, to return to his – you don't typically leave Miami to return to your former job at Appalachian State. With all due True. respect to the Mountaineers, right. typically you're, you're wanting to stick around with the Miami Hurricanes. He didn't do that. He went back to go be the, uh, the OC at Appalachian State. So probably the notice had been given, and I just wonder if now this will be part of the quote-unquote new normal in college football to where you do wait until after the transfer portal, that first window closes. Though, in the, in the name plank of full transparency with your right. you know, recruiting class, your transfer portal class, I mean, to me, I don't know. I guess, I guess you do wait until after the first transfer portal window closes, but to me it's a little di- dishonest if you're out there telling everybody, hey, Gaddis is going to be around, and clearly he's not. Right. So, a couple of things come to mind here, right? Um, number one, I mean, there is an opening again at Michigan. And because we still – do we even know why the Michigan coach is being fired, right? It was um, – what, what was it? In improper use, improper access, right, to the computers that, that cost him his job. So, that, that story. So, I don't know, maybe it was a situation – where after Matt Weiss was let go, I, again, I'm just vamping here, right? Maybe maybe Josh Gaddis said, I'm, I'm thinking about talking to Michigan again, and Mario Cristobal was like, we'll see you. Josh, my feed cut out for just a second. What was the Appalachian State tie that you were talking about? Oh, just that Frank Ponce, who oh, okay. had been the passing game coordinator at Miami, left to go to Appalachian State several weeks ago so that just okay tell, yeah yeah again that just tells me the writing had been on the wall the, okay. these guys on staff knew hey we don't really want you sticking around so in other words maybe my theory of he had said hey i'm thinking about talking to michigan maybe a bit of a long shot right i don't and here's another thing man i i think you've got to really be terrible something really has to be off to get fired after one year Right? I mean, I just – I feel like we are getting so knee-jerky in some of these things. I mean, ridiculously. But I do think that there's there's reasons, too. If, if you look out and you can see that work ethic from a guy that's not where it needs to be and you've – hey, man, I need you. I need you to step up. And, it, and, and this goes for women coaches, too, right? I'm just – I'm throwing it across the board. I just feel like one year for a guy that comes in with that kind of pedigree, it seems off to me. Like something else has to be going on there. 
Or could Miami be going, as I like to say, big game hunting? We have another offensive coordinator vacancy in college football that a lot of people have been talking about, right, in Alabama. We, we know that that had what appeared to be an attempt at a local angle to this whenever Nick Saban and Alabama was interested in Jeff Levy and wanted Jeff Levy to come run his offense. But I'm not thinking Jeff Levy to Miami, Josh. That's not what I'm trying to put in the minds of our people here. Could, could Miami be the next destination for Cliff Kingsbury? He's tailor-made for Miami. That's Is for he certain. not? Is he not? The only one-way ticket he would buy out of Thailand is for <laughs> Miami. <laughs> now, again, we don't really truly know Cliff's intentions, right? Some say he wants to stay in the NFL. And as, as much of a struggle as it's been for Cliff Kingsbury as a head coach, we know he can coordinate an offense. We've seen him do it at Texas A&M. We saw him do it at Texas Tech. Obviously was never able to get things right defensively, which in the NFL I just I, – I think he needed some time as a coordinator in the NFL before you go straight from getting fired at Texas Tech to being the head coach at Arizona. Right? That's just, that's just a, a little bit of an odd jump. That, that's falling forward in a way that's not possible. But weird story, weird story this morning – out of Miami, where Josh Gaddis, arguably one of the, the, the fastest rising assistants we had seen um, in a while, right? Made, made his, kind of made his hay with a really, really good job that he did at Vanderbilt with, with James Franklin. Next thing you know, he's climbing up that ladder. Boom, he's in Michigan. Then he goes to Miami, gets paid a lot of money, and now he's out. Weird. One season. One season. Now, um, I don't necessarily know exactly what that next fit might be for Miami, but a name like Cliff Kingsbury is fascinating. Then the second story that I wanted to get to that's kind of developing over the next few days, man, Josh, it sounds like you guys have got some amazing athletic trainers and doctors in Kansas City because – that spread continues to move in the direction of Kansas City. And even though Willie Gay had some things to say yesterday that I'm sure are all over the Cincinnati locker room right now, it might not matter if if one Patrick Mahomes is moving as well as it seems he is moving. Indeed. And, look, in the realm of trash talk, it's great to point out after the fact, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect games. Joe Mixon – put all sorts of bulletin board material out there for Buffalo. And guess what? He ran wild on them, and Cincinnati did exactly what Cincinnati, he said they were going to do. So the bulletin board material thing, I mean, it just just go out and play well, and none of that stuff matters. But uh, it sounds like Mahomes has progressed. Well, we're going to find out. I I told you earlier this week, and I still feel this way, first couple of series, we're going to know. How is the mobility? Is he serviceable? Is it like last week? Is it worse than than last week? Or is he basically operating pretty close to 100%? We're going to know quickly. We are at the Lloyd Noble Center today. Porter Moser will join us in 10 minutes from now. Why are we at the Lloyd Noble Center? Well, 
We want you to come enjoy women's basketball. Sorry, men's hoops this weekend. Uh, it is a massive showdown in the Big 12 SEC Challenge as OU takes on Alabama. And we have incredible ticket deals that you can be a part of. The 4 for 40 ticket offer for the SEC Big 12 Challenge is on. The men's basketball ticket also gives you free access that night to the men's gymnastics meet inside McCaslin Fieldhouse at 6 p.m. between Air Force and Illinois. Um, So go to Soonersports.com slash hoops. You can learn more about that. And, oh, by the way, it's also a big weekend for women's tennis. Free admission there, no ticket required as they are hosting the ITA kickoff weekend for the first time in school history. A lot of cool stuff going on. We'll preview it all right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Um, So if I were to say gut check, Josh Helmer, how are you feeling about Saturday, or pardon me, Sunday, feeling a little bit better? Yeah, I probably feel more confident than I should, to be honest with you. I think Kansas City's going to win. Right. And I I don't know if that's just steeped in belief that Patrick Mahomes is going to go be great. Right. Even with uh, a, a you know, little bit of a tape job on an ankle, I just I don't think the injury is as pronounced as maybe we thought it was initially. Right. And I think Kansas City's ability to run the football is going to be huge for them in this game. And I'm putting a little bit of stock into the fact that Cincinnati's beaten, and this is the dumb part. Mm-hmm. I kind of, to me in sports sometimes, I'm like, no way they're going to beat them a fourth time in a row. And that's not just with Kansas City. That's just sports in general. No way they could beat that good of a team four times in a row. No way they really have their number that much. So I, I kind of put a little bit of the quote-unquote revenge factor at play here for Kansas City. I think they're just due to beat Cincinnati. Me too. Oh, oh my gosh, Porter's here. Grab a headset. I thought we were calling you, man. Welcome to the show. We're on the air. Good to see you, man. Here, let's get you going there. How about that? They said that we were going to call you, and Toby was kind enough to let you come on with it. Is that too loud in your head or anything? No, not at all. Look at this. Look at this view up here. I know. It's good to see you, dude. What's up, brother? This is great. I look up, and there's Porter Moser walking by. I'm just walking in the arena by myself and just (laughs) visualizing this thing full. And uh, And then you hear this crazy man talking to himself about the Chiefs game this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Are you – well, you can't – do you get – any time to enjoy the playoffs, the AFC NFC Championship game? Or are you all in right now? Balls to the wall. Yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen any of it. I, <laughs> I haven't seen any, but this is just like every two, three days we're playing. So right. Just, it's uh, so unfortunately I haven't. I love I love the NFL. I yeah. I, I really watch it in September. <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't know if I've had a chance to see it in a while. The beer looks so good. I you know mean, what? the expiration date's coming. Is it? You know, I don't know. I think so. What's it now? Is it something where it's the wife that says it needs not to go? Not, not at all. Not at all. Really? No, okay. Absolutely. Not at all. Well, that's a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. They uh, they said they like the oldest dirt look. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will tell you the thing that I, I mean it's not like enjoyable, but I've noticed post games it'll be something that you can go to whenever you're looking over stat sheets too. Yeah. Right? You're scratching it. Scratching yeah, it. Yeah. In it. Um, how have the guys reacted this week? I know it wasn't what you wanted on right. uh, this week, but how have you seen the guys react? You know what? Th- these guys have been resilient. Um, it's it's just insane. Every two, three days you're playing a, a top 20 team. And, um, you know, we've bounced back. I mean, we had those two gut punches 
to start the, the conference race. Last possession, Iowa State and Texas, two high-ranked teams. And um, they came back and won at Texas Tech, and then we almost won at Kansas. And then we come back. We bounced back every single time. Came back and beat West Virginia. And then this last Baylor game, and I first want to say, as I'm sitting here looking at this arena, what a difference it makes when – I mean, there was a great crowd. It was the best crowd of the year was the Baylor game, and I'm mm-hmm. praying people come back because it makes a difference. And, we, you know, Bridges hit those two tough shots, and Flagler hit that, that shot. We just – we lost by a possession. And uh, this was the first game we haven't bounced back, um, and it's on me. You know, I just we've over and over we've tried to – bring these guys back the next day and, and fire them up and get going because it's a two-day prep in basketball. And uh, we just didn't at TCU, and, um, you know, we got to put that we got to put that aside, and now we get the number two team in the country, Alabama, coming in here tomorrow. Is that a conversation that you'll sit down with your assistants, maybe Bryce, too, and say, hey, what, what can we do to make sure these guys are fresh? Because you're constantly evaluating, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked to the guys about it. You know, we just, we just didn't start out well. Like, t- we, it was a combination of that – and we faced a team that was just snowballing downhill with their momentum. I mean, they went into Kansas. They were up 27 at Kansas. I mean, they, TCU is the real deal. And it's just started out just a snowball. We had two turnovers against the press. We fouled a shooter three times. That's like one of those mortal sins. You don't foul a jump shooter. And we fouled them three times. It's just uncharacteristic of us. Um, and we got down 11 nothing just like that. And I, we never recovered. We never bounced back. And um, – not a good, not not obviously what you wanted, um, but yeah, you sit there and talk to. We, yesterday we we got to get we talking about everything, man. Let's let's move it aside. Let's be who we are. Let's let's you know come out there and play our tails off and put it all out there. And um, you know we got an opportunity here. You got the number two team in the country and um, coming in here, but we have we have to put that aside, and put it in the bank, and, and keep fighting, keep punching, keep being being who we are, playing the right way. Let's talk about Alabama a little bit. Um... Brandon Miller is a pretty special player, um, and and Nate Oates has a solid roster. What have you seen from the Tide as you prepared? You know what they're they're they're, they're the as good as they're on the country. I mean they they go seven one, six ten, six nine across the front line. Brandon Miller, um, people come in and see he'll, he's projected he'll probably be the number two pick in the whole draft, um, and he truly is is a special player. He's a Kevin Durant type of player, but they 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 play a certain style where they 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 play, they, they they're trying to shoot more threes than you. They get to the foul line more than you, and then they they're going to go offensive rebounder with the seven one and six six ten kids. They just um, we have to get back in transition. They they lead the country in like scoring in the first five seconds, um, but they just they're going to launch. You're going to see 30, 35 threes launched, and they're long and they can shoot it and they go get it. And we've got to control that pace. We've got to get back in transition and limit the threes because they score so easily. And then they're hard to score against because they're taking away the three, mm-hmm. and they're daring you to go to the rim. And then they got these rim rim protectors, <laughs> so they're on a roll. I mean, we've watched them on. You know, they went into Arkansas, sold out. They won double figures. They won twenty something at Missouri. They went to Houston when Houston was number one in the country and beat Houston at Houston. They're just on a roll. I, we, we they beat they were up thirty seven at halftime against LSU, Oof. and they're just they're just on a roll. But I just watched them against Mississippi State the other night. And the head coach of Mississippi State's one of my assist, former assistants, and I thought Mississippi State did a great job of controlling the tempo, really getting into their guards and really trying to get them out of rhythm. And it was a one possession game, so there's there's a lot to do there, um, game planner wise, to to stop them. What what have you seen um, in in what Bama has done? It just 
with that size, with that length. I mean, you want to defend the three, but then, like you said, you got to get back and rebound. Is there anything unique or different they're doing, or they're just – they're counting on their dudes. <laughs> no, they 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 they're they're trying to run they, they, the shots they take, you know, and and sometimes like against Mississippi State, sometimes it can hurt them. I mean, they're just, you know, if they're not making them, um, right. and uh, but they they're 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 trying to get up as many threes as they can, and uh, and then they got super quick guards, like they're jet quick guards, and uh, but it's just a style that they play, and and they've recruited to that. And uh, and it's 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 impressive. You like having this Big Twelve SEC challenge? You know, I I I, I like playing them. We play, I mean, we've been, but you know, you're right in the middle of the conference race, right. so it's it's uh it is it is what it is. Um, you're you're in there, but um, you know, we'll see. You know, I I love the 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 going away gift that the Big Twelve gave us <laughs> last year. We had number one Auburn, <laughs> right? And this year we got number two Alabama. I'm like, who's who's doing this? <laughs> they, they send you to number one Auburn last year, and here comes a team that might not – well, might be one of the – is one of the best Probably teams in the should country. be number one. Right, right, and has a, a player that's going to go number two in the draft. So I, I'm curious, Grant Sherfield, how do you see he's handled that, that roller coaster a bit where he'll have a great half yeah. and struggle in the second yeah. half, defenses, more attention to him? How's he handled that? You know, up and down. We, i got to continue to help him our stuff. But he's he's got he's to just play with some joy and some energy. And um, – you know, when he's going, you know, we were really in there. You know, I remember the Kansas game, the West Virginia game. Uh, at Texas Tech, he was terrific. And he's just got to, he got to, got to stay with it, you know, so, um, and, and keep his energy and his positivity up. And we're trying to help him with that. Um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, we got to do it together. Because when he's on, and not, it's not even on with his shot. It's just on with his leadership, on with his 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 uh, you know belief, mm-hmm. and he's just got a uh, he's a terrific kid. Um, but he's when he he's he's got to continue to do that. We got to I got to continue to help him with it. You said last week at your coach's show that you had challenged Milo Suzan. Yeah, hey, use your voice, be a leader. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen him respond in that way that you want him to? Moving in that direction, yeah, moving in that direction. He it's a it's a thing, you know, a, a constant. Um, process for a freshman is to you're just not automatically going to be you know through one conversation be this vocal leader but he knows what we want um he's uh he's he's really really coachable and um i just think he's a really good player that we're i think he's a bright really bright spot for our future of this program but um we we want him to continue to improve for this year you know and to get better because these games to get thrown in as a freshman against this competition it's right. every single night um, it's just it's unprecedented in the Big Twelve right now, men's basketball. And but it's that it's it's by fire. You know, he learns by fire through all this. How important is a guy like Sam Godwin that yeah. is not afraid to do all the dirty work and uh, gets in there and gets physical, can make a shot if necessary. Good good glue guy, isn't he? Love love Sam. Sam's everything we're about. Toughness, competitiveness. He's he's an example of keeping your mind right. You know, and uh, we were talking about that in the radio show last night. He doesn't. You know, certain guys, especially. They, they count their minutes. They're sitting there going, their mind is thinking about the minutes, the shots, this and that. And when your mind's not right, your game's not right. And Sam makes his minutes count. He doesn't count his minutes. He's out there when, when, when he's playing. It's just hard as he can, go in there. He's always uplifting us. He's, he's coming off the bench, and it's a, he's always an energy giver. And uh, so I, I just love what he's about, his toughness, and that's uh, he's a big part of what we're doing. Um, I know, not giving away any secrets here, but is it pretty obvious we're going to see Jalen Hill get 
challenge with Brandon Miller this 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 Saturday? Yeah, I, I think if I didn't put him on him, I think Jalen would just get after me. Um, but oh, that's that's, awesome. the, that's the joy of Jalen. Like we put him on point guards. We put him on. I mean, it, sometimes you're when you have a, a, a really good defensive player, like you put him. You, you think you got to match him up with the mm-hmm. same position. We can move Jalen around. I mean, he he's guarded point guards. He guarded Flagler uh, for Baylor. He's you know he's guarded different guys and. But uh, yeah, Miller's special, and um, you know Jalen Jalen's gonna have a a big piece of that through the game. Two more, and I'll let you get out of here. Um, you mentioned it in the open. Have you seen the response you wanted? I know it's a quick turnaround, right? You have the game on yeah. Tuesday, and then the next thing you know, here we are getting ready for a Saturday game. In the time that you've had, have you seen this team respond the way you want it to respond? Yeah, Wednesday we mean we needed a much uh, much you know needed day off. Like we have to give so because we went from Oklahoma State, we went like nine days in a row, which is constant, you know. And so they mentally needed a day off, much less physically. So Wednesday we had to completely be away from them. They needed it, um, and then so yesterday we got back together. We really talked about the beginning uh, of each half of TCU. How you just can't start those halves like that, and just the belief and the body language and the togetherness and the culture that we have to have we just didn't have that it's the first time we didn't have it as tcu and i thought we came out and, and and had a good practice and i think the the thing that you it's hard to replicate is the speed that alabama is going to come at us we really tried like we, we were having the scout team not even take the ball out of bounds we'd score and then they that we just have it throw it in we'd, we'd, we'd run up we were trying to do as fast as you can um the transition and so it's 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 such a big part of the game and then rebounding you know the it's about the blocking out, but you got to go get it. You can't think you're playing volleyball. You can't just sit there in the paint and jump up because there, there's seven one six ten six nine. You got to get a body. We got to be physical and go get that rebound. And I, I really thought, thought our guys uh, had a good practice, and we're gonna have another one today. You you mentioned it. You you were walking around beforehand. I you know I I guess I hadn't been up here a lot, so I was taking a couple of laps. But you can sense. We get people in here. This place is going to be rocking. We've seen it, and that importance, man. They got a great deal. Four for forty bucks. You can get in here and and watch the Sooners battle the Crimson Tide. We need fans in here. We need support. I mean, four for forty bucks. That's a great deal. And, and coming in here, I'm telling you, it's a. It makes such a difference from our standpoint. I, I I get it every time I'm on the road. Like we go to Kansas, and the crowd just wills you. And you did that at Baylor. And I, and I I'm sick, disappointed. We didn't pull it out for everybody in that game for our guy for everything, but. Truly, it made such a difference to have this kind of atmosphere and really need you out tomorrow and uh, just pulling for the Sooners. By the way, um, I've traveled with women, uh, the women's basketball team, yeah. the last three games. I don't think Jenny's ever going to let me travel with them after what happened in Texas. But <laughs> I love watching your daughter on the bench oh, because it's like, it's like an extra coach. I know. I mean, she is she is over there coaching. Wait, she knows everything. She knows where everyone's supposed to be. Uh, I, she's going to be a major part of that team going forward. It's really fun to see. It's like it's it's like it's in her DNA, Porter. <laughs> Chris, thank you so much <laughs> with it because uh, you know I, I always talk about it. Bring what you can bring. Right. I tell everyone, bring what you can bring. And she's uh, she brings a ton of energy. She runs the scout team, and uh, she's on the scout team, and she knows what the other team's plays are, and she's yelling them out. And I just – I love her energy, and she's uh, she loves Jenny and their staff. Jenny does such an amazing job um, pouring into these women and, and – uh, People come out and watch them, too, because they are, they are an amazing team, fun team to watch. They are. Thanks, Porter. I appreciate it. All right, Chris. It. See you, brother. Good luck tomorrow. All right, man. That's Porter Boomer. Moser, head, Sooner, Headman's basketball coach at OU. We'll take a timeout. Roll on with the Plank Show from the LNC next. You know, I was sitting here uh, during the commercial break, and where, where they put us for the show is the kids' zone, okay? And for those unfamiliar with the Sooner kids', kids zone, uh, section 228 
it is literally, you know, right in that upper level. And there is an area, you know me, I'm so directionally challenged here. I think it would be, I think it would be the south end, baby. Like, I, I've never been to a place that I walk inside the doors. Like, I always come in that ramp. There's a ramp that's down to the main entrance. And as soon as I walk in, I'm like, am I south? Am I north? And then I take, like, one step. I'm like, am I east or west? But it's it's the end with the Wayman Tisdale, Alvin Adams, and Blake Griffin banner. The Stacy King and Mookie Blaylock banner hangs here along with the four trips to the NCAA Final Four banners. Does that help? And it's a really, really cool perspective. We were just looking over it, and I was telling them about my experience at Texas. We were talking about some of the arenas. And, man, this place could be something. This place could be something. It's, big, it's too big. I think we all agree, right? They're not in a, you're not in a world where the major concerts are coming here anymore uh, for what today's modern college basketball has become. It's too big. But. That's what I was talking about the other day where I'm like, I I would just like to be able to buy out a section. Now, I don't know if that would be 100 tickets, Josh. I think we would need many more than 100 <laughs> now that I'm sitting here doing my math. But you could, you could literally make a major – this could be an elite home court environment. But it's just – it's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of people that you're trying to pack in here. I don't want to do the yell and see show today, right? We've done there. I'll try to cut you off on the air comfort solutions. Text line, we don't have to start. You don't have to complain to me. I get it. I understand. Oh, what about lines and concessions and, and, and this and that? I'm, I'm not fighting with you. Highway 9 sucks. I know I drive it every day. But just at its core, at its core, when you don't look at the outside and you walk in and you just are staring at the court and you're staring at the seats like we are today, it, it, can, be a, it can be a difference maker. Now we just got to get to that point where it is. I, I think, you know, Porter's like, hey, you know, we got to win. And I think they get that. Tomorrow's going to go a long way. But, whew, dude, the more and more I watch Alabama, Josh, the more and more I look at their stats and their numbers, holy smokes are they a problem. I can't think of any other way to put it. They are a problem. They're the number two team in the country. As Porter said, probably should be number one right now. Uh, and it's – it's really challenging to try to find a weak spot on them. I could tell you it's going to be a great environment tomorrow, Ooh, by the way. I, I like that. I've been in the market uh, for tickets myself. I'm going. And, there, you know, there's there's tickets to be had still, but I would tell folks out there, if you're kind of waffling around, well, what are we doing tomorrow? Should we go to the game? I, get tickets now because I think this thing's going to be real close, if not a sellout. I'm excited for – I'm excited for – I'm excited to see what the response is from this team. I really am. I'm excited to see the response from this team because I don't, I don't think they're as bad as what they looked on Saturday, or Tuesday. I just don't. Are they, are they a team that has a top 10, 15, 20 draft pick? No. Now, man, they, they, they don't have a first-rounder. Well, now. You know, we'll see what some guys that are on the roster could potentially develop into, but right now they don't. Do they have, do they have some juice guys? Do they have some energy guys? You bet. Do they have some guys that can make some plays? Absolutely. 
Do they have guys that had Kansas on the ropes in Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, they do. But I dig it. I, 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 I'm, I dig it. I'm intrigued to see what their, their response is because I don't – I'm not going to allow myself to accept that this team has tapped out or isn't is, – is as bad as what we saw on Saturday – or Tuesday. Just not going to do it. Not going to do it, Josh. That's – Plank, that's the only time that's happened this season. You shouldn't think that that's going to be who this team is or that they've tapped out. They, they got it handed to them. They got it handed to them. They had a terrible start to the game. It's college basketball. Those things happen. I know that in the to the degree of which Oklahoma got whooped the other night, let's just call it right. what it was, that's, uh, that's the worst it's been in four years. So, yeah, that degree doesn't happen very, very often. But, look, it's, it's college basketball. Every once in a while, you're not going to hit shots. Opponent's going to hit shots. And you got buzzsawed a little bit. That's over. It's done with. You got a massive opponent in Alabama coming in. It should be a great crowd. You've got an opportunity here to really, really change the the direction of this season. Win this game Saturday, and all of a sudden, uh, some of the bad taste of these last couple of weeks, it, it's gone just like that. And you just got to win tomorrow. All right. Um, I, I did like this, by the way. Uh, we, we were talking. We were talking about the LNC, and I like this from the 405. Uh, this person writes, am I the only person who actually likes the Lloyd Noble Center? <laughs> um, I, I, I would say, I would say, yeah, <laughs> probably. But that's what I'm saying is you, you get in here, and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm maybe a little drunk with nostalgia right now, but you get in here and you walk around and you look and you're like, Boy, this place could be something. This could really does it need um does it need some upgrades? Sure it does. Does there need to be some fancier areas for some high rollers? You betcha. Do we need to take away some of the seats in here? Probably. But I'm with you. I'm with you. I've I've been I don't know, man. I've just I've just been digging this morning and thinking about what could be and what we hope will be come Saturday. All right. A full check of the Air Comfort Solutions text line coming up. Um, as the show rolls on, we're going to continue to talk about the incredible deal, four for $40 for the SEC Big 12 men's basketball game on Saturday against Alabama. Uh, a men's basketball ticket also gives you free access to see a national championship caliber team in the men's gymnastics squad inside the McCaslin Fieldhouse as they take on Air Force in Illinois at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. It's a plank show on the road on the ref. I've had a major development on the show during the break. I don't know if you caught that. Uh, Joel Manning, I would say my good friend Joel Manning, but I don't think he likes me very much, uh, said his son-in-law, Brett Layton, was listening to the show yesterday. And he submitted a pin that we need to try out, Josh, to oh, add really? to our pins list. Yes. And I won't I'm gonna I'm gonna send you a picture of said pin because I will say from an aesthetic perspective, it would win. It is a wood grain pin with Boomer Sooner on it. Thank you very much, Brett. Um, your father in law informed me that he likes you much more than he likes me. So we're off to a good start. Uh, this will also bust me out, Josh, on 
the very few notes that I, I had from my Porter interview just moments ago. But see if you – I, I kind of like it. I'll bring it in Monday so you can write with it and see if we'll add it to the list. Yesterday there was quite a debate on pens. It seemed like it took over the intrawebs as well. Okay. Um, Boomer the Sooner. Other, yeah, Boomer Sooner on it. See, kind of nice, right? Very smooth, very good. It's you know, you know, I can I feel like I can move freely with it. It's nice. I'm not I, I, I will say the pilot jet might still have it by a bit. Uh, the pilot G, excuse me, because it does have that padding for where I have a callus from writing with a number two pencil my whole life that basically just destroyed my middle right finger. There is a massive bump on that thing from years and years and years of of writing with a number two pencil. <laughs> so there you go. Good good times. Oh, wh- wait, wait. Are you adding a new pencil? Is there a new ref pen that we're adding to this mix? It's elite. I got to tell you, it is elite. What? Casey, we need uh, information. Brian, if this was your work, please, this, uh, Whoa. this ref pen that I'm using in studio, I, I got to know where it's from. It's terrific. I-, I love it. We made a mistake by mentioning the LNC. The Air Comfort Solutions text line is done blowed up. So when we come back, we'll read the best of them. Um, I saw my man, uh, Tyler. I saw Tyler. I asked him, I'm like, you ready to come on? You ready to talk some marketing? He's like, um, yeah. He seemed ready. If he can't, Lee is going to join us a little bit later on. She's a rock star. I can't wait for you guys to hear from her. We got a busy couple of hours here inside the LNC. We got a great ticket package for this weekend. Four for $40, SEC Big 12 Challenge against Alabama, and that gets you free access to the men's home gymnastics meet that night against Illinois and Air Force. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref.